What if I told you that God could be seen in the most ordinary things every day? That if we just took a break from the busyness of our lives to just stop and look around, to consider the things that we encounter all the time and overlook, the lessons that we would learn from our children and in our homes, our families, what if I told you that everyday ordinary events could teach us extraordinary eternal truths? Would you believe me? Welcome back everyone, and wow, it's been a little while. I'm BJ Sipe, and you're listening to the Set Your Mind Above podcast, where everyday ordinary events teach us extraordinary eternal truths. I'm so glad that you've tuned in today, and I'm excited to share different parts of my life and my faith with you, and I sure hope that you'll do the same with me along the way. Our last podcast aired a little over three weeks ago, where I explained that we were going to be taking a little bit of a break from the podcast. I had a youth lectureship that I was helping to teach in Boise, Idaho, and then spent a few weeks in Oregon with family and friends for a summer break. I wish I could say that I'm returning refreshed. Unfortunately, at the end of our trip, all of us got sick, and we even had to move our flight back several days. I'm still fighting a touch of whatever it is off, but I'm doing much better than my wife is at this point, bless her heart. Honestly, that was the least of our travel woes with this past trip. Our trips out west didn't exactly go as planned for either of us. When Kylie and the kids flew out of Nashville... They only had four Southwest attendants checking bags, so it took over an hour to check luggage. They missed their flight and had to be rerouted on their way to Oregon. Mine was even worse. I was originally supposed to leave Louisville at 7 a.m., lay over in Chicago, and then land in Boise a few short hours later at 11 a.m. However, that is not what happened at all. We sat on the tarmac for about an hour before our plane was brought back to the gate for mechanical failure. We were asked to deboard, and then me and one other fellow were called to the front gate. We were informed that we were the only two passengers going on to Boise, and that the soonest they could get us there now was midnight, 13 hours later than originally scheduled. I couldn't believe it. What a long day it was about to be. I found myself a Starbucks and sat for about four hours before our next flight would leave at around 1.30 p.m. I was told that my layovers now would be Chicago, then Denver, then Boise. And that's not so bad, I suppose. So we landed in Chicago, and I made my layover and was sitting at the gate when I struck up a conversation with the person next to me as we were boarding. So why are you going to Houston, they asked. Houston, I said. Isn't this going to Denver? No, this flight is going to Houston, she responded quickly. I grabbed an attendant and found out that this plane would eventually go to Denver, but that it had to go to Houston first, and I would just stay on the plane. There was only one problem. I hadn't grabbed more to eat in Chicago because I thought I would be landing in Denver in just a few hours and eat there. The planes are serving no food because of COVID, and I couldn't get food in Houston when we did the layover because I had to stay on the plane. So seven hours later, 
we landed in Denver at almost 10 p.m. at night. And wouldn't you know it, everything was closed. I went from restaurant to restaurant, begging with them to get me something to go because they still had seated customers, but no one would help me. I was famished, and it had been almost 14 hours since I had eaten, and it was going to be a whole lot longer. I found a vending machine that had peanuts in it and grabbed the last three bags it had left to try and tide me over. At that point, I would have eaten anything. You could have offered me livers and lima beans, and I would have eaten it. Finally, I landed in Boise, Idaho at 12.30 a.m., which was 2.30 a.m. my body's time, only to find out they lost my luggage and that I would have to come back the next day. That took some time to sort out. So by the time Rich and I finally got to his house where I was staying, it was around 2 a.m. We walked in the door, and I made a beeline for the fridge. I made myself a peanut butter sandwich, and let me tell you, that was the most delicious sandwich I have ever tasted. The story is much more detailed than this, as many other things went wrong, and I'd be happy to share the details with you if you just shoot me a message. What's the worst experience that you've ever had with flying? Because I'd love to hear it, as this takes the cake for me. I don't remember ever having been that hungry in a very long time. But I want to tell you another story to segue into our lesson today. I saw an entirely different kind of hunger while I was in Boise during the youth lectureship. We had already had three sessions of teaching by Saturday afternoon before we all rafted down the river for about three hours. What was then on the schedule was dinner and games for all the kids at the park, followed by the older group all heading to a different home for karaoke games and ice cream. However, that's not exactly what happened. I sat down next to one of the young girls that was eating alone at the park, and pretty soon, other young campers came and joined us. We sat and visited for a while, but then one of the young boys, probably about 10 years old, asked, Hey, can we ask you some more questions that we have about the Bible? Well, absolutely, I responded. What then happened was amazing. For the next 45 minutes, instead of playing games... More and more kids gathered around, and we continued in an impromptu Bible study. Both Forrest and I took turns answering their questions and listening to their responses. Our study ended simply because we ran out of time, and I was needed at the next location to spend some time with the older kids. Upon arriving, the older kids were all sitting around and getting ready to play games and eat some more ice cream, when one of them said, Hey, we ran out of time this morning with your last lesson. Can we finish it first? So that's exactly what we did. Instead of karaoke, we opened the Bible and spent another hour in the Word together. We ended in prayer, and by that time, I was in tears. These kids were so inspiring to me. They had a hunger that was unmatched. Not for food, but for what they truly needed, the bread of life. Jesus taught us in the Sermon on the Mount, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. I want you to ask yourself a question now, and then I want to ask it again later. Are you hungry? Take a moment to consider your faith and your relationship with Jesus. Is it just another part of your life, or is it your driving force? If we're being honest, 
Perhaps hungry would not be the accurate term to describe how we feel more often than not. When Jesus says that one is to hunger and thirst for righteousness, I think about how I felt at the end of those flights. My stomach was growling, I didn't feel well, and the only thing that I could think about was getting food. It wasn't something that I could just go without. It was something that I needed, and I would have taken anything to satisfy my stomach. Do you need Jesus like that? Do you need the Word like that? We might say that we do, but let's actually look at the evidence and see if it matches our claim. What does your prayer life look like? If you're barely praying each day, or perhaps not at all, does that reflect a heart that hungers and thirsts for righteousness? Or if you never pick up the Bible, save for when you are in worship, and never reflect on the truths of God's will during the day, can you really say that you crave and need the Word? Perhaps in your self-examination, you feel unfulfilled spiritually in your life. Well, maybe it's because you're not eating. Like these kids, you've got to be hungry for the Word. Hungry for the chance to reflect on God and His truth and take every opportunity to do so. When we do this, Jesus promises that such a one will truly be satisfied. Only when your need for Jesus is greater than anything else will you finally be fulfilled. So I'll ask again, are you hungry? Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Tune in Tuesdays through Fridays as a new podcast episode will be uploaded each day. Also, be sure to follow the Facebook page for the Set Your Mind Above podcast for future announcements and weekly video sessions that are uploaded on Saturdays. As you have the opportunity, share these thoughts with your friends and family and share with me what important lessons you are learning from everyday, ordinary events. Until next time, know that I love you that God loves you, and may we all, each and every day, set our minds above.